Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. The Home Depot, with more ways to help you take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Dunkin' Donuts, conquer the season with Dunkin's new Atlanta United Donuts. Piedmont Healthcare and Ford. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Great to get a win. Great to get three goals. Great to have you back in the building. I know so many of you listen to us on the full-time report as you uh, make your way to the parking garages and the lots all around downtown. So uh, glad to have that tradition back here in 2021. Glad to have the tradition of Atlanta United winning as well. 3-1 over Chicago Fire. Um, again, we saw some things that we have not yet seen this year. Tonight, we saw Atlanta United concede a goal and then react to that adversity. And they reacted in a very positive way. I think Gabriel Heinze is going to be really, really pleased when we hear from him in a minute. Um, he might be, but I don't think he's going to tell us he's really, really pleased. Well, I, I, okay, it, then he might not vocalize it, but he should be pleased because his team responded very well to the goal. And, and if you look at it just statistically, I, you know, control of the match can sometimes be subjective but the stats don't lie 15 to 7 the shots in the second half or 13 to 7 excuse me the shots in the second half in favor of Atlanta United 60 40 the possession in the second half in favor of Atlanta United Atlanta United had 10 key passes in the second half Mm. that's match control that's big and uh, that's that's going to get you three points when uh, you end up conceding a, a bad goal really at home uh, when you can control the match from there, you're going to get three. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. It's something Gabriel Heinz has talked about. You know, you've got to play these games and make the, these mistakes and bounce back from it, and they did. They were shook for, what, a couple of minutes maybe? A couple of minutes where they looked a little hesitant after that, and it's just an inexplicable mistake. I mean, Walks lets it go. Robinson kind of swings and misses. Gers caught thinking the two guys in front of him are going to get it. Gazan's, you know, confused as to what's happened in the whole sequence but it didn't shake you, and, and you came back, and you were the one who had the better of the play. You were the team that created the better chances. Atlanta United was very, very good tonight, and they played their game. It was very wide open. This is what you're going to see from this team this season. All right, the man of the match brought to you by Heineken. We are opening it up to a vote on uh, the full-time report this year, but you have very limited time to vote. 
Uh, so limited because I actually forgot to post the poll until about two minutes ago. So <laughs> in the two minutes of voting, Ezekiel Barco has 82% of the vote. And out of 151 votes, I think that's a big enough we sample We can declare size. the winner. I would have voided the results if it had been anyone other than Barco tonight. And, look, a lot of different players played well. Uh, Mulraney, Moreno at times, uh, Heinemann, Walks, Sosa. The woodwork, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium woodwork could have been the man of the match. But it goes to Barco. Look, he had the first goal of the game. Uh, He had four shots, a team high. Three of his shots were blocked. He had two key passes. uh, That was second on the team, only to Mulraney. Uh, Barco passed at 78%. Uh, He hit three crosses. Uh, I mean, look, we can apply statistics to it. It doesn't describe the work rate, and I think that's what stood out to me the most tonight about Ezekiel Barco, Jason. He looked really, really determined. He did so many different things, and I'm going to go back to a couple of sequences early in the match that I think show a big progression in Ezekiel Barco, and there were people who who misinterpreted a couple of things that happened where he made two passes that he should have had runners making the run. Lissandro Lopez was one. Marcelino Moreno was the other. These are two players who are older than Ezekiel Barco, especially Lissandro Lopez. He's been all over the world playing. He's an amazing legend from Argentina. And Ezekiel Barco was asking him to make the run, was demanding that he makes the run next time. Ezekiel Barco grabbed ownership of this team tonight in a way, and he was the one who was dictating the way the team attacked. And I thought he had his best game of the season, and I also think Atlanta United looked the best in the attacking half they have all season in large part due to that. So, Ezekiel Barco, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The final statistics, this was a wild match. Atlanta United had 18 shots. That, by the way, is the most they have had since October 30th of 2019. So, more than a full season. 18 total shots to 12 for Chicago. Six shots on target for both teams. The possession was 61-39 in favor of Atlanta United. Uh, Atlanta United had six corners. Chicago had four. Chicago conceded 25 fouls. Atlanta United conceded 10. Somehow, Atlanta United had a uh, a 3 to 10 ratio on yellow cards. Chicago had a 1 to 25 ratio (laughs) on yellow cards. But uh, enough about that. You you don't mind when you win, I guess, kind of. Uh, the 55% of the duels won by Atlanta United, passing at 84% for Atlanta United. That's pretty much right where they have been all year. And I, I thought the key passes number was pretty significant as well tonight, Jason. Atlanta United scored by Opta with 12 key passes, Chicago with 10. That's a really, really good number to have 12 key passes, which, again, if you're not familiar with the statistic, that's how Opta, the scorekeeper, uh, basically describes a scoring chance. A chance being created via the key pass. and. Atlanta United's been around that number when they've been at even strength. We can throw that first game out in Costa Rica where you were a man down for over a half. They've been around that, but it felt a lot better tonight because you were not just creating a chance for one person. You were getting more numbers into the 18, more numbers into the final third. I I think that final goal is a symbol of that where – Emerson Hindman and Ezekiel Barco at times in previous matches were a little reluctant to get that deep into the 18. Hindman is on the back post to clean up a big save. He needs to be in those positions. Barco needs to continue to get into the positions that he did tonight. If they can do that, 
you're going to see 12 chances created turn into three goals, which is the kind of ratio you're looking for. All right, as we wait for Gabriel Heinze to come to the podium, we're going to take a break. When Heinze comes to the podium, we'll break the break and come back. And also when we return, we'll have the – uh, recap of the match and all the highlights. Keep sending us your questions and your comments at Mike Conti 929 and at Longshoe, and we'll have more of the full-time report in just a moment as Atlanta United defeat Chicago Fire 3-1 on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back, 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 back to the full-time report. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9, the game. full-time report Atlanta United 3-1 winners over Chicago Fire tonight uh, Gabriel Heinze has not yet made it to the podium as soon as he does we're going to go downstairs and listen into that live but in the meantime let's get to the highlights brought to you by Piedmont uh, official health care partner of Atlanta United just the goals if we included all the near misses we'd have a 20-minute highlight recap I really do think this could have been a 5-4 game the XG was 2 to 1.1 Atlanta United, but Heinemann had a, a very, very uh, convertible opportunity in the first half that he put offside netting. Jake Mulraney, I called it a sitter live. That might have been just a little bit harsh, but it, it it's a goal that he probably should have scored in the mm-hmm. second half. And Chicago hit Woodwork three times. These are the ones that got in. First, in the 23rd minute, Atlanta United opens the scoring with Ezekiel Barco. What Atlanta! Action at the goal to our right. Barco has hands on hips. Sosa, for the record, is to the right of the ball. But we think this is all Barco. There's the whistle. Hands on hips again for Barco. Now he's up to the ball. He strikes it. He goes for goal. Knocked down by the wall. Rolls to Barco again. A shot! Score! Let's set sail to the first home goal of 2020 on the yacht that is Ezekiel Barco, a golazo to put Atlanta United up 1-0. Now, we were talking about this during halftime. Chicago did something that I I have not really seen a lot of uh, in their defensive alignment on the free kick. They had a four-man wall, and they had Jonathan Bornstein lying down on the ground behind the four-man wall. I'd like for you just for a moment to explain that and then uh, maybe take us through how this goal was converted because it was a free kick that was knocked off the wall, back to Barco, and really it could have been either Barco or Sosa's shot uh, because both of them had a pretty good line to it. Amber Taylor actually asked the same question on Twitter about that. It's something you're starting to see more and more from teams. It gives the wall the ability to jump and try to make it more difficult for the kicker to put it over the wall. If they jump higher, you got to put it higher and get in the kicker's head from time to time. I'm not a fan of it, personally. I would like to see some diversion where you have a runner who creates space wide of the wall, and then they're down a player because he's laying on the ground. I, just, I, I think it's overused at this point. Um, anyway, Barco puts it into the wall because they jump, which it worked this time. But he finds the rebound, and he had a beeline on that ball from the minute he saw it bouncing. He was going to hit it no matter what. I thought he would have thrown Sosa out of the way if Santi had (laughs) stepped up further. And Barco put it exactly where he wanted. I love that kind of confidence from him. Yeah, and it it was really cool to see the reaction on Twitter, uh, especially from some neutrals uh, who – 
know, I've not necessarily been the most supportive of Ezekiel Barco in his four years in MLS. I was really glad to see some neutrals really come around and, and respect the quality of that goal. 1-0 Atlanta United, and that would be the scoreline at halftime. Now, as the second half began, we weren't really even fully into it yet. We were trying to figure out if the Jack Gurr sub was one of those new concussion subs uh, for Brooks Lennon at halftime. It turns out that it was, but as all of that was unfolding, right off the second half kickoff, Chicago was able to equalize and even the goal, uh, the scoreline at one. Here's a cross to the penalty spot, and a score, a goal by Chicago. It was not cleared, and Lucas Stoyanovic puts it home to even the game at one. Okay, so, and I'm going to do a little on-air producing here. We are unable to hear the highlights here in our booth. So, Dylan, if you could tell us when the highlight is complete, we'll start talking again, just a little peek behind the curtain there. Uh, so, look, a, a backline mistake, the first major one of the year in four matches. Uh, if you can go four full matches, including one in which you had a first-half red card, and uh, you have one of those in the four, okay, I'll take it. It's bound to happen. It's a sequence where, and I wonder if Anton Walks will get asked about this by the media afterwards. I thought he let it go. I thought he either heard something or, or got mixed up with his spacing and where he was because it looked like he backed off of it. Then Robinson, with a late reaction, tries to clear it. He swings and misses, and Jack Gurr thinks it's a way with the two players in front of him. He gets caught you know, flat-footed a little bit. He'd only been on the field for a few seconds. So it's a sequence where you have three players have individual mistakes. You give up a goal, but the team bounced back pretty quickly. They did. In fact, just 20 minutes later, they got the go-ahead goal. This ends up being scored as an own goal. There was a lot of traffic in front of the net. We thought it might have been Jake Mulraney who got it. It is an own goal, but really it was the cross of Marcelino Moreno that created the goal for Atlanta United. Shuttleworth now sending it down the center of the park for 04. Robinson wins the aerial. It falls to Sosa. And here's Atlanta United now coming down the middle with Barco. Barco into the attacking third. Ahead it goes to Emerson Heinemann. Heinemann coming down the right wing where he sends it on to Moreno. Here's a cross to the penalty spot. And Shuttleworth misses. And it rolls into the net for a goal. Shuttleworth missed the punch. And Atlanta United gets a gift to take a 2-1 lead. All right. It, so... Look, we can go through the goalkeeping. We can go through the disorganization and the goal mouth. None of it is even possible if Moreno does not hit it that way. Right, and, and that was because of a change either with Mulraney and Moreno opting to do it themselves or being directed to from the technical area because Marcelino Moreno had a tough night up against Sekulic. Sekulic defended him very, very well. And when he moved over to the right side going up against Bornstein, he started to find a little bit of space. He creates the space, puts in a perfect cross where goalkeeper, defenders collide, ball falls into the back of the net. 2-1 Atlanta United at that point. Uh, the scorekeepers took a long time to finally give it as an own goal uh, to Kappelhoff. Uh, initially it was scored as a goal to Mulraney. Unfortunately, Jake does not get it. Uh, but 20 minutes later, Atlanta United gets the knockout punch from Emerson Hyman, and Mulraney was a big part of this goal as well. This is the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. 
Gurr will streak over the halfway line and play on to Jurgen Dom with Gurr overlapping. Gurr has it now on the right attacking third. Ahead it goes to Jurgen Dom at the end line. Dribbles into the box. Jurgen Dom pulls it back. Edge of the six to Mulraney. Mulraney right at the penalty spot. Dribbles, shoots, saves Shuttleworth. Bounces to Heidman who scores! Good night, Chicago! Hello, three points to Atlanta United. And again, that's the hot play of the match brought to you by Scana. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Thoughts on that, goal? The work from Mulraney in the 18, slaloming, spinning, dancing through traffic, and, and getting a very good shot off that Shuttleworth makes a huge save on, but Heinemann on the back post in the right spot. Slams at home. And again, Atlanta United, 1-0-1, four points, second in the East as it stands right now after this 3-1 win. Chicago 0-1-1 on 1.12th in the East. And again, this is the first time Atlanta United has defeated Chicago Fire. Uh, in almost two full calendar years, it was June the 1st of 2019. They beat Chicago 2-0 here. That was right before the U.S. Open Cup run started for Atlanta United. Uh, you'll remember Atlanta United went to Bridgeview and just got absolutely drubbed on July 3rd of I don't want to remember that <laughs> at all. I don't either. Uh, and then last year at Soldier Field, Atlanta United didn't even have a designated player available that night and actually played somewhat respectably in losing 2-0. Bad Eric Rometty giveaway produced mm-hmm. an early goal. Uh, considering the circumstances, that could have been a lot worse for Atlanta United. But yeah. at least now they have taken the uh, all-time series lead on Chicago Fire, 5-4-0, They've played in nine matches across all competitions. In regular season play here at the Benz, Atlanta has not lost to the Chicago Fire. Their one loss was in a U.S. Open Cup match in 2018. Yeah, that's big. And, you know, Chicago, their struggles on the road continue. They were 0-6-5 on the road last year. Atlanta United 5-3-3 and across all competitions at home. Off to a good start here in 2021 with a 3-1 win over Chicago Fire. We'll take another break. We'll come back. We'll hopefully hear from Heinze. Still waiting on that. Uh, hopefully we'll hear from some players as well. And uh, when we come back, we'll take your questions and comments on Twitter. Send them to us at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. And we'll have more of the full-time report coming up right after this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, back at the Benz, Jake Mulraney is hey, now Jake, at the podium downstairs. Tonight. Let's listen in Congrats to that. on the win. I wanted to ask you about how you feel the team – is is really accepting and embracing kind of this this transition game of having to be up and down the field every position every man committed on both ends but notably very committed to the attack getting numbers in the attack yeah he he emphasizes that a lot he, he wants a lot of people in the box going forward and um, i've always said it the players that you have i mean if we get into them positions i'm sure we can score goals but um Tactically, he's like he's he's unbelievable. Like he's, it's like he's too it's like too smart for me. It's like it took me so long to adapt to how technical, how like tactically good he is. Um, but then again, like on the other side, of it, it's like man to man, and he really, really, he's so passionate about like going with your man, be with your man, don't lose your man, tracking runners and stuff. So I feel like the boys really are committed also to that. Next question will go to Joe. Go ahead. 
Uh, Jake, what was going through your head when in in the the moment when you set up Hyman for that goal when you put your foot on the ball? What what, what were you thinking in that moment? Um, I seen Jorgen chop. Yeah, I knew the chop was coming. Jorgen's chop is unbelievable. I seen the chop come. Uh, I quickly glanced and I seen the boy. So I was gonna hit it with me right, and then it ended up going on to me left, and I was just shimmied and. It's just all like off the cuff. I don't. I didn't think of the only. It just happened, and I'm disgusted with myself. Though, to be honest with you, because I should have got two tonight. Um, but I'm so happy that Emma was there to, to score. Next one will go to Eric Alexander. Eric, go ahead. How are you, Jake? Awesome game today. Congrats. Thank you, sir. Uh, you seem to be consolidating yourself on the right wing with each passing game. What is the main difference from last year? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, tonight I felt I started decent and then I had a lapse, I think, and I was, pretty, I was poor. I wasn't, I wasn't going for a good half an hour or so. Um, and then I picked it up a little bit more in the second half. But I feel like I'm a little bit more confident on the right hand side. I feel like it can go either way as opposed to the left where it's kind of one dimension and more down the down the line onto my left foot. But I am enjoying it so far. Um obviously I've got a lot to learn, obviously myself. Um and I just praise God I can I can pick up performances and be better. Next question will go to La Mejor. Go ahead. La Mejor, your line's open. Well, the La Mejor folks are in the booth next to us, and uh, they're recording something right now. They might not realize their line is open. So we're going to uh, cut away from Jake Mulraney right there. We'll continue with the commercial break. If another player is brought to the podium, we'll bring it to you right after this. The full-time report continues in a moment as Atlanta United defeat Chicago Fire 3-1 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Barco scoring the first goal this match tonight, leading Atlanta United to a 3-1 win over Chicago Fire tonight. A man of the match performance for Ezekiel. It just strikes me hearing that, that it was Barco who scored the first goal of the MLS season last year as well for Atlanta United in Nashville. That's right. Hopefully this season will end much better than last season. We didn't see anybody with a knee injury. So no, that good. helped. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that was... Uh, that's one major that, that improvement. That was dramatic, yes. Yeah, no doubt about it. Atlanta United, 3-1 winners over Chicago. It really, a, a very active match, as we've said a couple times. It feels to me like it could have ended 5-4. It was that kind of day. Atlanta United did have control. 
after giving up the equalizer in the 46th minute. Uh, Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. They had a clean sheet last week, so the donation total is currently $2,000. Uh, if any more players and or coaches are brought to the podium downstairs, we'll bring it to you live. But in the meantime, let's get to some of your questions and comments on Twitter. And again, you can send these to us at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. Kevin from Charlotte says, the fire were squeezing us on the flanks when we played out of the back, yet Goose kept playing balls wide. We need to be willing to play through the middle more. Yeah, you got to get the movement there too. Um, it is something that Brad Kazan is much more comfortable chipping that ball into the, the fullbacks who step up higher. That's a ball that he hit a lot in the last couple of years. It, it's a little bit of the default right now you do need to see some more variety in it. That's going to take a little bit of time because you have habits here. Looking at Brad's passing numbers, he was 25 of 39, 64%, a little bit lower than we saw before, but good on the longer passes, 50%. Let me interrupt you. Heinze has now made it to the podium along with his assistant coach, Nicholas Pavlovich, who will be translating for him. Doug, just unmute yourself and your line's open. Okay, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, thanks. Uh, Coach, congratulations on the victory. Um, when you said last week and again earlier this week that the offense just needed some time, is this what you were talking about? Cuando decías esta semana que el, el ataque necesita, necesitaba tiempo, sí, eso es lo que estabas pensando. Lo sigo pensando porque es la, es la parte más difícil del, del juego. I still think the same because it's the, the hardest part of the game. De lo cual es hoy tuvimos buenas, buenos momentos. Uh, and today we have some good moments. Así que seguiremos uh, pensando lo mismo, seguiré pensando lo mismo. And I will continue thinking the same. Next question will go to Felipe. Go ahead. Thank you, Justin. Buenas noches, uh, Profesor. En mi opinión, pienso que el equipo mejoró bastante en el aspecto de las transiciones, ataque-defensa, defensa-ataque. Eh, se ve un equipo muy comprometido con ese aspecto. ¿Qué opina usted después de apenas cuarto, cuatro partidos del año? About his analysis overall after four games. Bueno, son, a mí me cuesta analizar las transiciones porque para mí el juego es, es un todo. For me, it's hard to, to analyze the transitions because for me, the, the game is, 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 a, is, is on one, is one. Hoy el equipo ha hecho un, un, un buen trabajo. I think the, the team did a, a good job. Podríamos haber recibido también otros goles. We could also have received uh, some goals too. Y nosotros también haber hecho otros goles más. And we could also score some, some goals too. Pero bueno, este es el camino que, que por lo menos yo voy a proponer a, a este equipo. But this is the, the path I want to try to, to teach my, my, my group. Next question to Joe Patrick. Good evening, Gabriel. Uh, congratulations on the win. Um, in the last moments of that game, especially when Emerson scores that third goal that kind of seals the game, what were your emotions? Because it just seemed like kind of, uh, you know, these fans have been away from this building for a year or more and just wanted to get you, what, what you were feeling in that moment. 
en los últimos momentos cuando marca Emerson, eh, ¿qué, qué, estaba, qué, ¿qué te sentías en ese momento? Porque los aficionados han esperado mucho para estar aquí y para todo esto. No entiendo la pregunta, discúlpeme. I did not uh, uh, understand the question. Eh, básicamente, en, en ese momento cuando marca Emerson, que, ¿cómo te sentías? ¿Cómo me sentía yo? Sí. I felt myself. ¿Y cómo se va a sentir un entrenador contento porque ha hecho un gol su equipo? How do you think a, a coach is gonna feel when uh, his team scores a goal? I'm like very happy. Y, y estaba ya pensando en, en, en darle indicaciones a otros a otros compañeros y casi ni vi el gol. I was also thinking to to give some guidance to other players. I didn't even see the ball. Pero la alegría de, de marcar un gol. Eh, the happiness to to score a goal. Es plena, sino máximo. Sino que se lo pregunte a los aficionados. And you could also ask the the supporters. Next question will go to Allison from WSB. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Allison. Am I muted now? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I just want to say congrats on the win, and I am going to try to ask this question uh, in Spanish, so bear with me here. Um, que feliz esta de ganar su primer partido de MLS. Bueno, muy, muy contento por el primer partido en casa y, y contento por, por darle una alegría al aficionado. I'm very happy for the first win, win at home and for being able to, to give uh, some happiness to the, to the supporters. Okay. All right, next question. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, that's a Heinze press conference. I love it. I, I love it. He, he 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 wants to talk about the game. He doesn't want to talk about how he feels. Um, I think what he was kind of getting at is the the feels are the feelings, the emotions. That that's for the stands. That's for the supporters. That's for the the, the people who are coming in and taking their their hard earned time and money to be here and, and to support their team. You know, he has a reaction, of course, because if you're around the game, I mean, you, you're gonna fist pump you're gonna jump up and down you're, you're happy for for the work you put in to pay off but he immediately was then like yelling at players and trying to get things organized and i mean it's you throw yourself into these games and you lose yourself in it he's not thinking about how he feels at that moment no i mean I, i'm not thinking about how i feel when i see him score a goal i don't I, think you're i'm not thinking you're, about like i, I think about it later if my shoulder hurts because i was swinging <laughs> my arm around so hard but that's and, about it and by the way there there is a video and i have retweeted it um where it, just in the extreme left-hand side of the frame you do see heinze's reaction to the Heidman goal and it is emphatic um but he's not thinking about it. No, that's the no, thing. that's just like, the natural way that you react that's what you do. in a team sport when your team scores a goal you're going to jump up and down and celebrate. It just comes naturally. There's just this thing that we have, I think, around the game in this country. It's like we're not supposed to react so big. We're not supposed to I, act that way. I minute. love it. I love it. I and, love and, it. And I've tweeted the video. I love and it. I'd say just about everyone agrees with us. They love it. And, and I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Labor Day last year when Adam John got that late equalizer in Orlando, and we saw Glassy do yeah. the same thing. And a lot of people love that. I would want it. Look, I, I haven't played anything competitively in almost ever. Uh, I would want to play for someone like yes. that. 
I, I absolutely and, – and if you think his players don't love that, you're mistaken. Uh, I, I think that was – You feed great. off of it. You, you absolutely you, you do feed off You feed off, off of it, and you have those kinds of reactions that you're not thinking about. They happen. They spill out of you because of all the work you put in. This team – Worked so hard, and every player we've talked to, whether it's a, a starter, whether it's a reserve, whether it's a rookie, whether it's a member of the Atlanta United too, because they're all training together. Right. Robbie Mertz was talking about how much attention that Gabriel Heinze was paying to him. He's new from Pittsburgh on Atlanta United too, and he's having that interaction. So when you put that work in, you have that kind of reaction when it pays off. All right, let's get back to some of the questions on Twitter. This is from at who took my thrash. I miss them too. You've answered this on Twitter, but maybe for our radio audience. Uh, he wants to know, when Marcelino and Mulraney swapped wings, is that a coaching choice? Is that to break up frustration? Is it a change to see what shakes out? Where does that come from? I don't know, and I'm not going to tell you that, that Gabriel Heinze did it or, or didn't do it because I don't know. Um that would have been a good question to, to find out because what I saw, and we talked about it in the call, was Marcelino Moreno against for Sekulic. Sekulic won that battle, and, and he won it consistently. What I did like, Atlanta kept feeding Moreno. They kept trying to get him going in those moments 1v1. Sekulic kept winning it. So you make the switch. Moreno goes to the other side. Moreno comes to this side. Moreno beats Bornstein, puts in the cross that creates the own goal. It was the last sequence he had on the field because he didn't have a great match, but he did create the go-ahead goal after that switch. Sometimes it's players. Sometimes it's talked about beforehand. Sometimes it's something that the, the technical staff will see in the game and call for that switch. Christopher Gersel says the defending looked a little helter-skelter at times. I really would like for you to address that, by the way, because – You've had some really good explanations as to why it can look that way. Uh, but he also felt that once Joseph came on, the attack really started to open up. The defending's always going to look helter-skelter because this team's going to play very helter-skelter. Um, what Chicago did pretty well at times was they, they beat Atlanta's pressure up high. You want to play in the other half. If you're Atlanta United, you want to play in Chicago's defensive half, your attacking half, and you want as many players in that half as possible. What does that mean when you have a long ball played over the top because your pressure didn't work or a long through ball? Or there's a bunch of different ways you can pull that off. You're going to be 3v3 or 3v4, which is what you want. You always want a free man or 2v3 or 1v2. You always want the free man. But, yeah, it's going to be helter-skelter at times because you're going to leave a lot of space behind your back line and in front of Brad Gazan and you're going to dare the opposition, here's the easy route for you. Play it long, and if you can drop it into that space and not have any of our guys get there, more power to you, and you want the opponent to keep doing that and not actually try to play through pressure. Matt Wagner wants to revisit the incident between Bornstein and Lennon. Matt says he didn't see a play on the ball in that incident. What were our thoughts on no yellow, and also what were our thoughts on Chapman tonight? And I did respond to this on Twitter. Uh, Bornstein's not a dirty player. He did try to turn out of the challenge. Right. It's a foul, but it's not a yellow, in my opinion, in that case. Now, again, 25 fouls for Chicago, only one yellow. Ten fouls for Atlanta United, three yellows, including a really, really quick time-wasting yellow on Barco, which I still really don't understand. Uh, I, I do have an issue with that. Uh, Alan Chapman's a really, really good referee. I thought he was very, very lenient, especially with Gaston Jimenez, literally counting to five 
before showing him a persistent infringement yellow. I, I thought Chapman got that wrong um, on that situation because Jimenez should have had a yellow sooner. Sekulich should have had a yellow. The sequence with Bornstein and Lennon, I think Bornstein was late. It was a foul. I think Bornstein's reputation helps him there. I think he did all the right things immediately after the challenge. He checked on Lennon. He was right there. He was apologetic. Um, I think his relationship with Brad Kazan helped. If it's somebody else, Brad Kazan's probably screaming it's a yellow and screaming it's a yellow and, and trying to push the referee into it. All right, Barco's at the podium. Before we go to that, though, let's, if we can, pause 10 seconds for station identification. The official home for our Atlanta United. Catch every game here. WZGC Atlanta. WZGC HD1. An Odyssey station. Okay, now downstairs to our man of the match, Ezekiel Barco. I'm really happy that the team was able to come out with the win in a game that I thought we, we played well and I thought we deserved it. Um, but it was difficult, but I'm, I'm just happy with the way the team came through. And, of course... I'm happy to score a goal and then to be able to sell it, uh, to celebrate it with all my teammates on the bench. Next question will go to Allison. Allison, go ahead. Allison, if you're there, your line's open. Just unmute it on your end. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. What, overall, what did you think of the atmosphere of the home crowd tonight inside the bands for this game? In general, ¿qué piensas del, del ambiente que, que había hoy en el estadio? Nada, muy lindo, muy lindo. Creo que volver a jugar con, con nuestra gente y, y en casa es lo más lindo que, que le puede tocar a, a un jugador y nosotros eh, este triunfo fue todo para ellos. Eh, sé que no Fue muy difícil durante la pandemia de jugar sin gente, pero este triunfo fue dedicado a ellos. Well, to be able to play at home in front of your home fans is the most beautiful thing there is for a soccer player. Um, so I'm just happy that we we're able to to get this win. Uh, mm. The win is for the fans, um, and we know it was a difficult year for everyone, but um, happy to have them back. Next question will go to uh, Joe. Joe, go ahead. Ezekiel, uh, congratulations on the win tonight. Um, I'm wondering if it felt to you like when this team was attacking tonight and really going forward, if it felt at all like previous years when this team has really been one of the best offensive teams in the league. Hoy, como el equipo estaba atacando mucho, eh, haciendo muchos movimientos, pues adelante. Si, si crees que sentía un poco como en, en las temporadas pasadas. Sí, bueno, nosotros tratamos de siempre de hacer lo que lo que venimos entrenando durante la semana. Creo que, que se ha demostrado que, que lo que venimos entrenando está saliendo y en los partidos y eso es muy importante para nosotros. Como te dije, muy contento por, por esta victoria y, y nada, muy feliz. Yeah, we've been working on things in training, so you know we're we're doing that with the intent of trying to to implement it into the games and in games like this, I think it it just demonstrates everything that we've been working on. Uh, but as I said, just really happy to be able to get the victory today. Next one will go to Felipe. Thanks, Justin. Ezequiel, eh, qué golazo, hermano, qué golazo. Y, y me imagino que, no sé, te, obviamente es bueno ganar, pero anotar, anotar un gol así también te quita mucha presión, eh, ayuda al equipo. Las sensaciones que sentiste. 
muy contento, muy contento, como dije antes, eh, muy contento porque el equipo sacó adelante un partido muy difícil, muy duro, muy trabado. Sabíamos desde el principio que, que eso no iba a complicar. Por suerte, bueno, me tocó marcar, poder ayudar al equipo con, con el primer gol. Y nada, creo que fuimos muy dominantes del partido. Creamos muchísimas situaciones de gol y fue un justo triunfo para, para nosotros. I think, as I said, just very happy that the team was able to get a win in a difficult game, which we knew would be coming into it. Um, happy to score the goal. Um, you know, happy to help the team with the win. And I think it just shows the great effort that we're putting in. Next question will go to uh, Doug. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, just kind of back to your goal, please, Ezequiel. When you hit it, did you know it was going in? Cuando pegaste la pelota, ¿sabías que, era, que iba adentro? No, no, porque justo cuando remato me caigo para atrás y no, no, no llegué a ver eh, para dónde salió la pelota. Sé que fue al arco, pero no, no vi el momento que entró. Solamente vi cuando la gente eh, empezó a gritar el, el gol. Ahí me di cuenta recién y bueno, pude ir a festejar ahí con los chicos. No, I didn't know because as soon as I hit it, I fell backwards to the ground, so I wasn't able to see the ball go in the net. So I, I only knew it went in when I heard all the fans start cheering, and I was able to go celebrate with my teammates. Boy, that is a great sound, too. The, the fans really brought it tonight. Uh, if you're in traffic or still in the parking lots listening to us, great job. They announced the attendance tonight, by the way, at 20,335. It felt like way more than that. And it sounded like way more than that. But Barco getting the first goal tonight, an own goal for the second. Emerson Heinemann with the third. 3-1, Atlanta United defeat Chicago Fire. We're going to take one final break. We'll come back on the full-time report, look ahead to a busy week. Tuesday, Philadelphia Union in the CONCACAF Champions League, and then next Saturday in Foxborough against New England Revolution. That's coming up right after this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yo, fellas, y'all ready to do this? Yeah, what's up, y'all? Now in the rearview mirror, O-Town Philly, now in the windshield as Atlanta United wins 3-1 tonight over Chicago Fire. New England also won, by the way, tonight, 1-0 over D.C., so uh, we'll have a matchup of 1-0-1 teams in MLS play next Saturday, but uh, a more immediate importance Tuesday night here at 8 p.m., Atlanta United, Philadelphia Union. Philly lost to uh, Miami tonight at home. Both of the Iguain brothers with goals tonight for Miami. I, I'm, Miami, there's been a lot of shade thrown because of the hire of Phil Neville. I don't think that's going to be the problem. I wonder if they have enough talent, especially defensively. But they're not going to be as disjointed as they were last year. That's a big win for them in Philly. No radio for that one on Tuesday. Saturday, we're on the air 6.30 on the new Star, Star 94 for Atlanta United and New England Revolution. For Dylan Matthews, Miller Pope, and Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Atlanta United, 3-1 winners over Chicago Fire. We'll see you next Saturday on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You've been listening to MLS action of our Atlanta United. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.